in sunny Southern California. And this is Alyssa, and I'm in sunny today, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you are listening to <laughs> Rocket Radio. Radio. <laughs> I'm having so much fun listening to this music. I'm sitting here bouncing around. Going, oh, this is cool. Oh, we're supposed to say something. <laughs> so we got fires going here as of this recording. This is, what is this? This is May 8th or 9th, and it's 2007. And we got some fire going down here in um, Griffith Park. It's huge really? fire. Oh, yeah, it's huge fire. From the heat. From the heat, well, no, some fool threw a uh, a cigarette. Oh, man. One cigarette, and then he realized what happened. He tried to put it out, and he's got second-degree burns. So oh, my God. They haven't arrested him because they say it was a mistake, and you're like, uh, duh. <laughs> 97 <laughs> degrees out there. Uh, we haven't seen rain in how long, and you're going to throw a cigarette out in the bur- in the brush. And then you go, oh, oh darn, I, I don't think I should have done that. I think I'll try and put it out. You're cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like, where is common sense? <laughs> I know. But that, that's a lot of things, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, no matter where you look, you go, common sense, folks. Yep. I mean, we, we could talk about raw food and common sense. Uh, yeah, I know where you're going with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you, talk, you know, your eating program, what you do every day, common sense. Some of these people should not be allowed to have children. <laughs> Am I in a role? <laughs> you are. <laughs> okay, we were talking, we have been talking for a couple weeks now about... Abundance. Abundance, yeah, I forgot the word. <laughs> and last time you started talking about a cube or something, oh, <laughs> a refrigerator, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the success cube. Okay. Yeah, um, I think I explained it a little bit last week, but it's um, it's called the success cube. And Oh, I did. I, I talked about how to go into meditation and find your success cube. And some people start off with a very small success cube. Some people start off with a medium-sized one or a large one. And depending on the dimensions, the width, the height, um, the length of it, it uh, you were talking about reaching your limit or ceiling. Yeah, and your upper limits, sure. Yeah, your upper limit. Is, this, the same, is this a similar thing? Only you, it is. Like, yeah, it's very okay. similar. You know, we put a, a limit on ourselves, and we only let ourselves create um, only so much. And I know you have an email um, that we got for at Spill Your Beans mm-hmm. um, at Rock and Radio. And I thought we could talk a little bit about that, like the emotions and how it ties into the energy of abundance and success. Okay, do you want me to read the email now? Or? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I, it kind of ties in. Okay, so a um, uh, woman from Ohio wrote, I've been eating 95% to 100% raw since last May. And we are now in, um, oh, so it's been a year for her. Mm. I believe I've lost approximately 50-plus pounds. I feel wonderful most of the time. Mm. The one question I have is around the issue of the ups and downs regarding no longer being able to use foods to medicate myself and avoid feeling my feelings. Mm. I never expected this. I think I am currently eating about one-eighth of the quantity that I was before going raw. However, I'm having such a difficult time with the severe emotional 
emotionally emotional outbursts that come up occasionally do you have any suggestions for me to learn to cope in a raw way without medications yeah like we would tell you to take some medications (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't anyway and prevent such overwhelming feelings any suggestions would be welcome Okay, so this is what I wanted you to wanted you to read that because we and we did one of the shows uh, a couple shows back about the emotions and how food you can suppress your emotions with food and um, we talked a lot about that you know in terms of raw food um, and how to deal with changing your diet and having that stuff you know self medicating mm-hmm. but um, I thought it kind of tied into the energy of abundance because I really think that there's it's so important to keep the resonance of abundance. You know what I mean by that, Revel? No. Okay. <laughs> when you're when you're well, no, and I know a lot of people don't. When you're vibrating at a certain energy, when you, when your life is going a certain way or it's not going very well, there's a certain resonance and a certain energy at a certain level that you're vibrating at. Exactly. And you know, and when you raise your vibration and when you raise your energy level through the raw food diet. With, which means that you're also not suppressing your emotions and your feelings with raw food and you're vibrating at a higher level because of all the high-energy foods, because of all the clean foods, the foods that are full of vitamins and minerals and enzymes, you resonate at a different level and you're going to feel things differently. And it's so important to stay in that resonance. I think that's another reason why people fall off the raw food diet because you start to feel, some people start to feel so good. We talked about this too. You start to feel so good, better than you ever have in your life. And it's scary for some people. And you want to self-medicate like this woman was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and, they, they've reached an upper limit of where, how, how good can they have it? How good right, can they they're feel? not used to it. Sure. Yeah. And it's really important to stay in that vibration. I just had a friend over the other day. That's why I wanted to talk about this and I wanted you to read that letter because it t- kind of ties in. I had a friend over the other day who, she's been struggling. She's gone back and forth with raw food, but she's been raw for um, quite a while now. And she just went off the other day, and she came over my house, and she brought her dog over to play. And her, she was such a different, she was like a different person to me. Uh-huh. And she just went right back into the old kind of like doom and gloom and the energy of how her life's not working. And it was, you know, like a mild depression. I mean, we had, I had talked about it with her. And I said, wow, it's wild how you just go into that state. And it's so hard for her to get out of it because then she stays in it. Then she talks about the food that she ate and how she messed up and she beats herself up. And then she, like, remembers. Remember last week we were talking about remembering the lie that you tell yourself about how your life is. Right. And it's so hard for her to get out of it. And I said, listen, let's forget. You you chose to do that yesterday. Now let's create, stay in the abundance of the success. Stay in the abundance of what you have created. Don't let that energy slip because once it's gone, it's hard to get it back. She could still see the glimmer of, she still remembered a few days before how good she felt after being raw for a few months. Mm -hmm. So, and I said, it's so important to continue to keep that your resonance high, because once you let it slip, then it's really difficult to get that back. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do, and and that's across the board. We're talking mm-hmm. raw food here specifically, or listen, yeah. But it's across the board. Absolutely. If you want something, 
Mm-hmm. And you keep focusing on your failures. What do you think you're going to create? Right. Now, if you look back through your life and you look at all the things you have created where you have succeeded, then you're raising your vibration. Because I think some people are saying, well, is that the only way I can raise my vibration is through raw food? That is part of it because of the life force within the food. Right. But you can also mentally start bringing some more of that life force and uh, by by looking at your successes all the way through your life. And I'm not talking Absolutely. big successes. Just right. It's like up. what we were talking before. The small, celebrate every single little success you have. Exactly. Like uh, getting your getting an apartment that you wanted. That is right. a success. Yep. And Being, celebrate it. Stay yeah. in that resonance. Exactly. Being able to learn how to write. Let's start with something that simple. Right. And and I, I totally agree. And it's, you know, when we say, when we talk about resonance, at least when I talk about resonance, I mean, it, you can use whatever word you want. Some people use energy or momentum or yeah, vibration, whatever. Sure. Yeah, vibration, whatever it is. And, and a lot of it, people will know people who are, a lot of us know people who are just, just seem to be so successful. Everything they touch is a success. Everything they touch turns to gold. You right. know that expression? But it's because those people know how to ride the wave of success. And, you know, I have friends that say to me, wow, you just, everything you do works. And it's not that everything I do works. There's a lot of things that I do. There's a lot of things the last 20 years of my life that I'll start or, you know, I'll try. And then I realize it's not working. I let it go and I don't focus on it. That's why nobody knows of the things, you know, most people don't talk about my failures because I don't focus on it myself. Yeah, but still, are they really failures or are they lessons? Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't even think of them as failures. You're right. More lessons and, okay, that, or I was going down the wrong path and I, that, you know, that was yeah. a good, you know, I, ju- I just thought, okay, that's obviously not where I want to go. It's not working. The energy's not there and I change it and then I create whatever success I want. Right. You know, for me, it's it's a failure. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a failure when you don't learn anything. Like people say, I've had three failed marriages. Mm. Well, obviously, and you're going to have a fourth failed marriage if you can marry again, because right. you haven't learned anything from the first three. You haven't looked at them and looked at what your part was in the relationship. Right. And I always say, Revel, that I never regret anything, because I was married before when I was younger, when, like, my I think 22, I got married. Mm-hmm. And I never regret that because I learned so much from that relationship. Anything I've done, all the millions of jobs I've had throughout the years when I was younger, I never look back and regret anything. I don't think I've ever regretted anything in my life in, in terms of the word regret because I do feel like everything has got to, gotten, everything I've done has got me to where I am now. Right. And, and exactly. Built. And that's, that's when, when I speak to groups, one of the things I speak on is who would you be if, if uh, society had not interfered? And people think things would be better if this didn't happen or that didn't happen, and it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with what did happen that makes you who you are now, as you were just saying. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and um, going back to uh, your emotions, there's a few things you can do mm-hmm. uh, with your emotions, and one thing is to journal. Mm-hmm. Sit down and write out whatever you're feeling. Get it out of you. Don't try and suppress it again. That, that's what that's what happened in the first place. You suppressed it. And now the emotions are coming up, the feeling. And see, part of the thing is when this happens, you start feeling more. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start feeling the good as well as, the, as what you consider the bad. But you realize it's not really bad. No, and we'll be no. back in a moment. 
You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. This is Alyssa, and I have some exciting new stuff at AlyssaCohen.com. You can check it out, all kinds of new products, new programs, some apparel, an apparel line coming up, and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I'm waiting uh, for your apparel line. Get it done, girl. Yeah, I know. A couple weeks, it should be done. Oh, yay. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're starting off with a tank top and a three-quarter-inch sleeve, but I'm going to be doing um, probably some, like, yoga pants and yoga stuff and all kinds of, eventually. But uh, also recycled bottle bags and really neat stuff. Oh, excellent. I can't wait. Yeah, I yeah. Wait. I, I want some of that stuff. And yeah. being that I'm your partner here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one to wear. Hey, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's why the spits of being a radio show host, I'll tell you, we're going tomorrow to... Uh, the uh, there's a movie coming out called Pass It On. Mm. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah, Pass It On today, mm. and um, so we're going as uh, normally. Tickets are two hundred bucks a piece, but as a mm. radio show host, I get to get in as a press. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what else you got going on? Anything? Uh, anything else? Any? Um, you uh, just did you? You just went to Boston yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, I went to Boston, did a little interview, and um, I actually have uh, NBC just called. I'm going to do a little piece in Florida with them um, uh, in June, and the anchor woman is really cool. She wants to do the 30-day challenge, so okay. I'm going to put her on that. Yeah, so just really cool, some like little TV spots like that. And So, so do you do that like as a freebie when, when somebody like from NBC or ABC wants to do it so that you get the whole report and everything on them? Yeah, I sent her a book and DVD, and she was just really loving it. So she said, if you come down after 30 days, I'll do you a 30-day challenge. But um, I think I'm going to do some stuff where we show her at the beginning and then the end and, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff in between. So Heck yeah. Yeah, so a lot of stuff like that, just really, really busy stuff popping up and still working with the producer and figuring out when to film the 30-day documentary. And we're busy, busy. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still talking about abundance. And, well, we've gone into feelings and emotions, and I I ran my mouth. Um, What do you have to say? Oh, yeah. Well, you were talking about, no, you were talking about journaling. And I thought, I I love doing that. That is my favorite way to get stuff out, because sometimes you don't even know what you're suppressing and, uh, or what you're trying to suppress, what you miss, you know, being able to suppress with raw food. And emotions come up, whether it's fear or anger or rage, and you just, we're so used to suppressing it with alcohol, drugs, or in this case, food, that when you start to write it out, a lot of times you you find out, in my experience, Revel, you find out that it's not what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you start to journal and you think you're really, really pissed off, and you start to journal, and then you realize yeah, you were mad, but it's because you're upset and you were hurt by someone or you were hurt by something or and you really are just, you need to cry or you need to. So journaling is such a, a great release. And, and you don't have to be the best writer. You can just free flow on paper, you know, scribble. And the more you write, the more you let your emotions out, it frees you up. 
Yeah, and if you can't think of anything to say, just write down, I can't think of anything to say. Absolutely. Just and then you say, is that true? And no, it's not. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. writing, I can't think of anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, when well, I started journaling, what I did was I got uh, the legal pads, the big yellow legal pads, mm, and yeah. I would do two to three pages on that. Absolutely. And did you, it sounds like you read The Artist's Way. Did you ever read that? I did read that. Yeah, and that's what I used to do um, as well. She she talks about just writing and writing, even, like you just said, even if you have nothing to write, say, I have nothing to write. I need to buy a new shower curtain today. I have nothing to write. Okay, I still can't think of anything. And the more you continue to write, you release all the negative stuff that your brain is is telling you over and over and over. Well, what's happening, too, though, is part of you does not want to acknowledge what's mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And so... When when you get what they call a writer's block or whatever, if you stop writing right then, you will not get to the understuff, mm -hmm. the unconscious, and un, un, what's what's the other word? Um, the unconscious, the uh, uh, whatever the word is, <laughs> the part that doesn't want to release the stuff. Yeah. And what you'll find is that once you get that out, you look at it and you go, "Oh, is that all it was?" Right. It's usually just junk. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. But we're afraid of it, so we suppress it. Yeah. And what will happen, too, is you know, the other thing you can do, too, is what um, Bo and I do with each other, but it's something that people can do every day. And I actually, I'm going to have to plug here, I, I actually wrote a book. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I call it a playbook. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it because, for me, Mm -hmm. Because this is something I want to do every single day. And so I, I wrote it for me. I published it for everybody else because it's been such a big help. And what I do is the first thing in the morning, write 10 or more appreciations about what's going on in my life. Mm. And once you start writing appreciations, then you stop looking at the negative. So I, like, say there's something going on in your life that's really giving you a tough time. Look at it and find the appreciations around it. Now, Bo and I write appreciations to each other every day. We email them, believe it or not, because mm -hmm. I'm up early, so I, I write uh, my appreciations to him, and then when he gets up, he reads the appreciations from me to him. Mm. And that's a great way for a relationship to be handled. You know, Because before I got married, I told myself I would never talk about him like I hear other women talk about their husbands. Mm. I, I know it's just mean. like why did you marry this guy yeah I so, totally know what you mean and the other the second part of of the the book talks about fear mm. and as as Alyssa was saying a lot of times you have a lot of anger about something but usually the anger covers fear or sadness it's usually fear of something and so one way to get the fear out is say I'm afraid and just finish it. I'm afraid. Finish it. I'm afraid. Finish it. Until you get rid of your of your fears. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, I don't want to focus on my fears. You're not focusing on your fears. You're no, acknowledging getting them. getting them out. It's yeah. releasing them. And I think that's, you know, with writing, I th it's like you were saying, it's just a way to release all the junk that's stored in there. And yeah, really get, get it the out. Fruit. Yeah. yeah. If it's down below simmering, it's going to continue. It's going to sabotage you. Right. And I think another way, too, some people really, if you really don't like to write... You can also do uh, do a tape recorder and and talk and yes. talk and talk, or sit in front of a mirror. I mean, there's other ways to do it. Yeah, I think writing is the best, but you know, some people just don't like to do it. I agree. Writing, or if you're into the computer, it's a good way. If you're yeah. not, if you're not um, really good at typing, it's a good way to learn how to type better. Yeah, and learn how to do it without looking at your fingers. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one technique um, we just kind of not that we're talking about like anger management, but one one thing. Um, 
that I've done for years is it's a really good anger technique. So, again, or if you don't know what you're feeling, mm-hmm. and we're talking about writing, it's I write. And when I'm upset or angry, I just write and write and write. And then you put it away for a day. Mm-hmm. And then you take it out and you go over and you kind of edit it. And you it's the same type of thing. You were so mad. And then when you go over it, you see some of the other emotions coming up. And then you edit it to say what you really want to say. You just kind of continue writing. Yeah. And okay. then you put it away again, and then you take it out and burn it. Okay. I've never heard of that one. That's a yeah. new one for me. Yeah. I love that technique. It works really well. It's just one of the techniques to deal with anger. And That's writing. great. Yeah. Do you, you usually find out that it's not just anger, that there's something underneath? Oh, yeah. Always. I mean, it's usually I, I feel hurt and upset, but I get defensive, and my anger and rage comes out. Or, you know, it, it's usually, I, I think it's usually that, or fear, or, mm-hmm. yeah, something else. I mean, anger... Not that you can't be angry at people, but it's usually deeper than that because, yeah. like we talked about before, if you create your own reality, well, then, you know, why am I creating this? And I can't really let somebody make me feel a certain way. There's something going on within me, or I feel less than, or whatever it is. Yeah. And and um, the other thing is, no, the, the thing that drives me nuts is when somebody tells me, you made me feel this way. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you made you feel that way. I didn't make you feel anything. Right. So, you know, what, what, you're, what you're feeling is what's going on with you, not with me. Yeah. Um, another thing to do is move the energy. Absolutely. Get out and walk. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a rebounder, get on and rebound for an hour. Oh, I'm um, so glad you brought that up because actually this goes back to the question the woman was asking us. And I think that's a huge. She said, what did she say, Revel? How do I, uh, what do I do with these feelings? Or yeah, do, you have, uh, do you have any suggestions for me to learn to cope without medication yeah. and prevent such overwhelming feelings? You, you, you know, about preventing them, accept them, acknowledge them, and uh, I would embrace them. Yeah, and what you're saying, move the energy. That is so important. When, when people feel, I always tell people this, when um, they're raw and then they feel like they're going to fall off or they're going to you know, eat something they don't want to eat, move the energy. Get out. If you're in the house all day working, get out of the house. Like you said, go for a walk. Be in nature. When you move the, or anything, if you work outside, then go inside or go to a movie or go something. When you change your environment, it's it's very difficult to change if you stay in the same environment, in the same situation that you're in every day, day in and day out. And it's hard to switch the energy, and, and you got to kind of shake it up. Yeah, and I, I would definitely go walking or go up a, mm. go walking up hills. Hills are great. Yeah. Um, what I used to do is every Sunday I would get on my motorcycle and I would do a minimum 150 miles. You have a motorcycle? Way. I did. Wow. I did. That's and so some, cool. Yeah. And some, <laughs> some, <laughs> sometimes I would go from here, which is, is L.A. area, all the way up to uh, Cambria and uh, back in a day, which is about 525 miles. Wow. And But by the time I was through, my mind was clear because, I mean, you can only run the tape so long. Yeah. Yeah. The he's wrong, I'm right thing, you know, or whatever the tape is, you can only run it so long. And 525 yeah. miles, by the time I've done 100, I'm just like, okay, I'm done with oh, that. Yeah. I can move on. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And with food, when you have those cravings and you're wanting to eat, if you change the energy and you go out and do something, I mean, it's hard to stuff your face full of food while you're drawing a picture or taking a walk or doing, you know, moving the energy in a different way, using your physical body and your mind and your, you know, your hands or whatever you're doing, your legs for something else other than eating. Yeah, and here's here's another one that I learned quite a while ago is if you're near a brushy area... Mm. 
Um, take a stick. Go to a Home Depot and get yourself a stick that's about five feet long. Put some gloves on. Go find some brush and go bushwhacking. Mm. And we'll be back in a moment. That'll take out your rage. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. This is Revel, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. And this segment of the program is brought to you by Treadwell Technologies. Imagine incorporating the information shared in landmark education. Dr. Wayne Dyer's power of intention, Anthony Robbins' personal power, and that of Dr. Deepak Chopra automatically every day for the rest of your life. Visit Treadwell Technologies to find out how you, too, can be, do, and have whatever you envision. And the reason I mentioned them is because we just did a uh, seminar with them up in um, BC and it's uh, fascinating stuff and so we're going down to um, San Diego this weekend and promote them because and I, I don't usually put myself behind somebody um, you know other than myself <laughs> but uh, th this company is uh, for people, we were just talking about how people can change their energy and, and raise their vibrations. And what Brett Treadwell is doing is he's teaching people how to look from the you know, from the future, and it's it's like being a GPS. Mm. Okay, the GPS doesn't care where you've been. GPS wants to know where you are, where you want to go. And that's what his technology does. Everywhere you look, there are signs telling you where to go, and he teaches you how to see those signs. It's fascinating stuff. Cool. Um, but I also mentioned earlier my book, and it's called Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook. And it's a really easy way for you to um, do the things we talked about it's a reminder every single day. You open it up uh, the first day. You've got you do your appreciations ten or more, and then you 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 acknowledge your fears. Um, what's the other thing? There's four parts to it. It's gonna get me one of those books. Oh yeah, you should. I should send you one. Yeah. Um, of course, you're gonna have to send me your new book. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the raw food talk book. That's going to be cool, too. But yeah, that's, yeah, And there's another section. Let me see. Acknowledging your fears. Oh, choices. Um, that's a big thing for a lot of people. If you have this book open, and it's, it's spiral bound if you buy it that way, or if not, you can download it as an e-book and then have it spiral bound so that you keep it open wherever you happen to be. And what it is, is at this moment, instead of eating blah, 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 I choose to. 
And it keeps you aware that you have choices every single moment of your life. And if you choose to eat blah blah instead of something healthy, that's your choice. Just acknowledge that's so cool, that, you Rebel, made it. that you have a book to walk people through this because I think it's so important. It's this stuff, especially. I think I think raw food is easier to do uh, intuitively, but sometimes with the emotional stuff, your own negative ego and your own stuff can block you and. Uh, can trip you up. And I think it's important to have some kind of, you know, whether you're working with somebody like yourself who does this with people or, you know, a book that you've written, like yeah. you're talking about. Some and kind of I've tool. worked with tapes for many years. I, I work with this one set of, this one kind of um, information for the past 20 years. But I, it's so important to help keep you on track. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, and in the evening, you get to appreciate yourself again. Mm. Which I think is very, very important. You can, you know, you can do. I appreciate that I ate all raw today. I appreciate that I made uh, conscious choices. Uh, I appreciate how so and so took care of me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate how I took care of myself. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and so it's, it's there's four parts every day, and uh, it's just very empowering. There's there's um, uh, testimonials on raw food talk. Uh, and actually on my website, revelations.com, that's with two V's and two L's, R-E-V-V-E-L-L-A-T-I-O-N-S.com, uh, where you can order the book as a um, soft cover or download it. And then uh, it's oh, 100 and something pages, 177 pages, I think. So it's a, it's a big download. Mm. But you can just take it to Home Depot or Staples or wherever and then spiral bound it and put some plastic covers on front and back because it's a, it's a daily thing thing for 30 days and you oh, will find so cool. your life. Yeah. You're going to send me one of those. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. We'll trade some shirts for the book. Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> shirts! Like shirts. Um, okay, so we were talking about bushwhacking. What, what that means is you go and find some shrubs and you just go and beat the crap out of them. You know, if you've got an issue with somebody, you just put that person's face on the bush and just do it. Eventually, you know, I don't even get to that point anymore, but some people are at that point, and each person is at their own level of yeah. where they are with certain things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I rarely get angry with people anymore because I don't take things as personally as I used to. And that's part of the problem with most people is they take things personally, even if it's not personal. It's like, I have to reiterate, this is not about you. Mm. This is not about your child. This is this is me talking in general. Well, I think, too, the more, like you said, you, you don't normally get to that point anymore. But I think the more you do this kind of work... That, like, I can process in a heartbeat. Yes. You know, I've, I've been doing it for 20 years. So if something comes up, I know how to process myself through it very, very quickly and, and literally walk myself through the steps and through the mindset of how to get myself back on track thinking, how do I turn the situation around into a positive? Right. And I can walk. But if you've never done it or if you're just starting, it can take a while and it's practice and you have to have the experience of having, you have to turn it around and have that experience. And then you know it gets easier and easier. Mm -hmm. But that's why I think something like your guidebook is great because it's so helpful to have, whether it's tapes or books or somebody you're working with. Exactly. It, yeah. and so, it takes practice. And actually some somebody or something that's holding you accountable. Yeah, yeah. 
because the things we can say to ourselves, I mean, I, I can talk myself into doing something. Oh, you can something. justify anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even I can do that. And without my book sometimes, it's like, okay, you are making this a conscious choice to play a video game rather than write your ebook. Yeah. Or, or eat something that's not healthy. See, the, the first thing I do, though, is I don't have anything in my house that's unhealthy to eat. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, if I want something unhealthy, I have to go out and get it. And I know some people will do that. They'll go out at midnight and go to 7-Eleven and get one of their whatevers. Yeah, let me say something really quick about that, because I was just talking about my friend who is ever. She does live with somebody right now who is not raw, and he has pies on the counter, and he has uh, pasta. And, and That's tough. It's really tough. And, you know, That's I always tough. say to her, she always says to me, well, I should be able to do it. Regardless, and I always say to her, "Yeah, that's fine, but why make it harder on yourself?" I mean, in the ideal, in the in the perfect world, yeah, you should be able to have the self restraint to not have to eat that food. But if you know you have a food addiction, if you know it's a problem for you, that makes it so much more difficult. I mean, make it as easy as you can on yourself. Take some of the okay. We can talk about it's a mindset and it's the energy and it's. Uh, you know, what you're creating in your life, and you create your own reality. But there's also physical realities when you're having a pie on the table staring you in the face and you have a food addiction you're hungry. It's going to be a lot harder than if there's no food in the house. And, yeah, sure, you can get in your car and run out to 7-Eleven, but then it kind of slows you down because you think, eh, i got to get in the car, it's late, I don't feel like going. At exactly. least you have time to think it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's tough. And I, the, the thing I see and hear a lot is how the uh, partner's spouse of the person who wants to get healthier, wants to be raw, is not supporting them and doing things like putting pies out there, you know, even roommates. Rebel, can we talk about this for a minute? I know this is a whole different subject. We might have to do a show on this. We can do it next week, yeah. Yeah, because I do think, I, for years I've said to people, well, you know, you have to look at what that is. I mean, if somebody's not supporting you and... I've been pretty gentle with it because I know people will say, well, it's, you know, I can't expect my whole family to go where I can't expect that. It doesn't mean he doesn't love me. But there, uh, to me, I have to be totally honest and say that there is a part of that, that if somebody is not supporting you, and it's one thing if they're not doing 100% raw. I mean, at least if they're supporting you and they're, you know, if they're, say they're not eating it themselves, but if they keep their own food separate and if they do everything they can to help you and they're helping you make the raw food, but if they're not supporting you and they're giving you a hard time about it and they're just not supportive that you're eating this way and trying to better your life and be healthier and happier, then I do think there is something wrong with that. I don't see how the relationship can be that healthy and that strong. Because if my partner said to me, you know, I'm going to start running every day or whatever it is, I'm going to start doing this because I really feel like I need to do this for myself. I feel like my health depends on it, my happiness depends on it. There is no way I would ever say to Dennis, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. I, I'm not into it. I don't think you should do that. I agree. You know? And it is, it is amazing how many people struggle with that and have that as an issue. And I do think that if you look at those relationships that are really being broken apart by the raw food, it has nothing to do with the food. It's the no. stuff that's already going on. And exactly. And you're just, you're just bringing up more stuff. Um, on, that, on that point, I would like to read a success story. 
Sure. Okay. And I think that this, what we what we just brought up is a good topic for next week. I do too. Excellent. Okay. Yep. So this is from a young woman named Lucy. 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 We yeah. Love we Lucy. love Lucy. <laughs> I mean, she she's a sweetheart and she's she's yeah. like just one of these happy uh, cheerleader types. So I'm going to read this real quickly because then we'll have to go. Okay. Um, she says you can use mine, Lucy. Um, yep. Folks, this is monumental. For those newbies or those diagnosed with hypothyroidism, background, about six years, six years ago, I was diagnosed with a dead, non-functioning thyroid. I thought it was about me getting older. I was getting more and more tired and really attributed it to getting older. Well, after about a year and a half, I went to a specialist. He has put me on every dose range possible, from the lowest going all the way up to the highest. Since going raw 10 months ago, I've been back to him three times. The first time he was amazed at how my numbers had changed for the good. He questioned what other meds I was taking. None, Doc. Yours is it. What foods are you eating? Just fruits and veggies, Doc. Nah, that shouldn't have anything to do with these numbers. Um, <laughs> okay. So he cuts my meds in half. Six weeks later, I go back. Some questions, some answers. Oh, this time I tell him I'm drinking green smoothies. Same answer regarding food should have nothing to do with the numbers. Well, then why are you asking me? Mind you, he's short, fat, and bald. <laughs> I don't put a whole bunch of trust in his diet choices. Cuts my meds in half again. He claims I'm hyperthyroid. Originally it was hypothyroid. I was on a pretty high dose after starting raw. I can't remember something like 275. Is that possible? I honestly can't remember. I knew it was 200 something. Then I go back a third time. Yeah, you got the drill. My numbers are improved. He cuts my meds. This time he didn't even bother to ask about meds or foods. Mm. He's learning. I went back today. As we we were walking back to his office. I asked him how he is. He's fine. He asked me how I am. I'm fine, I say. No, you're not, he says he. Why? He says you're still showing hyperthyroid numbers. I'm giggling to myself, and as we get ready to sit down in his office, I say to him, hey, doc, I got an idea. How about if I go totally off the meds and come back, say, two months, and you read me again? I mean, you're reading my meds right now, right? Uh... What was his response after he picked his jaw up off the floor? So I repeat, you're just reading my meds right now, aren't you? Well, uh, yes, actually, I could be. So he took me off, reassuring me that when I come back, I'm going to feel not so good. In fact, so much that we may have to start all over again with the meds. You're okay with that, right? He's asking me. I say to him, well, you know, I could come back here feeling really good, you know? Well, yes, he chuckles. You could feel good, but you let me know if you start feeling bad, okay? I say to him that I'm f glad I feel this way as opposed to how I felt a year ago. He says that being hyper has its bad points too, such as osteoporosis and heart conditions. He doesn't realize just how healthy I am. I'm not going to feel bad. He's going to feel bad when he realizes he's lost a patient. Well, no, not really. He'll have 15 other poor souls who will take my place in, hit, in line as one of his patients. Mm. I am so stoked that I have met my goal in less than a year. Anything else will be secondary to these two monumental healings that raw food has done for me. The first being my migraines gone after 53 years of suffering and wow. my life being destroyed by them. Even migraine meds did nothing for me. And now my thyroid curing, healing itself by eating raw. How simple, how beautiful, how healing raw is. Wild, huh? Yep. And we gots to go. 
Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> so we shall be back next week with Rockin' Radio. This is Revel saying always revel in life and remember to play with your food. And this is Alyssa saying you don't have to change your life to eat raw food, but raw food will change your life. And bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>